Hello and welcome to a very unusual mini episode of Scavengers Horde. And this is just going to be a really quick one. Um, and it's about something that's happened recently in the Star Wars fandom space. And essentially it's something that we really wanted to talk about because we feel it's very, very important to talk about this. Um, but we didn't want it to hijack our Rogue One review episode because we don't want to be dealing with bullshit about people not being very nice in an episode that should be about celebrating this wonderful new Star Wars film that we're all very excited about watching. So yeah, we wanted to do this as like a supplementary episode just to like have our say and make our voice heard on this particular issue because we feel it's important. Um, Kirsty, I was wondering, could you like explain briefly about what happened just in general and then like I'll go into the quotes like and the specifics about what was actually said. Yeah, so um, one of the most popular Star Wars podcasts, um, Rebel Force Radio, in their latest episode, I think it was the December 9th one, mm -hmm. um, they were talking about the press conference for Rogue One at Skywalker Ranch. And um, a reporter from Screen Crush, Erin Whitney, was asking Kathleen Kennedy about her comments in the Variety interview recently about um, a future female Star Wars director. And the Rebel Force radio hosts were not very pleased about how this all went down. And they ended up launching into quite a scathing attack on Erin for doing what I consider their job. Mm. Yeah, I think like the main thing that baffled me was how they seemed so personally affronted and outraged by the fact that a journalist was asking a question about something that actually really matters about right. something that's really important in the real world terms is like, I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sure you probably are more interested in hearing stories like about how the X-Wings were created for the screen. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with being interested in like just the film and like inoffensive and like neutral aspects of it like that, that they would be happy to answer. But part of being a journalist is to challenge people and to ask tough questions that will provoke interest in and rich answers that can then like further debates and enrich the conversation and even though that was all that Erin was doing they absolutely tore into this poor journalist and like it's literally like 20 minute rant like which was all centered around a personal attack attack on this person and it was just really gross and unnecessary um and one of the things that um what made it even worse was that they repeatedly misgender this person right because erin on twitter they like asked to be like referred to as they them so like neutral pronouns but on rebel force radio it repeatedly referred to erin as woman and consistently used female pronouns and this is something that anyone could have easily looked up to see like how erin prefers to be addressed and referred to but they clearly didn't give a damn about that like it's clearly not even on their radar that that might be an issue um and yeah there's just so many shades of wrong to this <laughs> right uh, we, we have some quotes here that we've um transcribed from their podcast should we go through a couple of those just so people are aware of what they were actually saying yeah no sure i definitely think it's important to um get across what was actually said um right so like the first relevant quotes is that they say and i don't know about you jason but I'm nothing just thrills me more than when I settle in for a solid Star Wars conversation. I really want the topic of gender to really jump to the top of the list. Nothing fulfills me more as a fan 
I find no greater escapism than ge- discussing gender issues in Star Wars. And it seems like nowadays, and yes, of course, I'm talking tongue-in-cheek, it seems like nowadays you can't have a discussion about Star Wars without having some sort of gender issue being raised. And you know, listen, I appreciate my sisters going out and fighting the good fight, but every once in a while, it's kind of a good idea to sort of table that sort of political talk. When you're at a press conference based on a movie, discuss the movie. You know I wanted to be that guy in The Simpsons going, Ah, talk about Star Wars! But of course, the whole gender thing keep kept spinning during this press conference. I've shelved, a, I've shelved a lot of commentary being made about this press conference about gender issues and all that, because quite honestly, yeah, I'll say it, I deserve an opinion on this. I'm getting a little tired of it. Like I said, I support my sisters and I want equality across the board. But by God, can you go anywhere without someone waving the flag constantly? So listen, there's a lot of social justice I want to stand up for too, but I'm not going to get up in the middle of a press conference and bring it up. I'm not sure why they think it's so inappropriate for this to be discussed at a press conference. <laughs> like, I know the press conference was for Rogue One, mm. but it's about Star Wars and Kathleen's comments had been made very recently and it's a completely reasonable thing for someone to follow up on that. Yeah, And Kathleen actually, she, you know... She didn't seem happy about the question because it's mm. probably something that's quite awkward for them to talk about. Yeah. But that's part of being a reporter's job to ask those uncomfortable yeah. questions and kind of get to the root of why these things are happening. And Yeah, no, definitely. And while I'm sure Kathleen Kennedy wasn't thrilled to be asked this, because like you say, it's a bit of an awkward like area, like and it's difficult to give an answer that will satisfy everyone because it's such a sensitive topic. Like, I'm sure Kathleen Kennedy appreciates why people are asking these questions. I'm sure she wants people to like ask these questions and she wants people to want more female directors in Hollywood. You know, she would 100% want that. So just the whole concept of a tirade essentially attacking a journalist for bringing this question up with Kathleen Kennedy is absurd because right. I think if Kathleen Kennedy is going to be upset or opposed to anything, she'll be upset by the comments made in this podcast much, much more than anything that journalists said in their question. Yeah, a lot of their comments seemed um, like they really thought that they were defending Kathleen Kennedy as if she would need defending from this kind of situation. <laughs> like, they kept yeah. saying things like, oh, you can't come into Kathleen Kennedy's own house and throw her under the bus. <laughs> like, they really seemed to think that they were standing up for Kennedy. And yeah. Kennedy, as a woman in the entertainment industry for decades, is probably all too aware of these problems and probably finds them just as frustrating as female fans and other people in the entertainment industry, the reporters who are, you know, asking her about this. Yes. No, but... exactly. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it Like, it makes me angry. Like, you just... Like the idea of like there being limits placed on when these kinds of questions can be asked, like the concept of no, you're not allowed to discuss those nasty gender gender issues now. Go away. We're talking about our lovely Star Wars. Right. The idea of gender issues being a somehow niche topic, and later on they referred to it as a fad. Yes. Like I, you know, your privilege in this discussion could not be more obvious. Yeah. For lots of fans, this is incredibly important. As a, and as two middle-aged white men. Yeah, yeah, you could say that you can perceive Star Wars as something separate from those issues of, you know, those inconvenient topics of race and gender diversity. Yeah. They're actually very important to a lot of us. It's not a fad. It's not something that's just 
can be easily swept under the rug because we're here to talk about Star Wars. That's part of Star Wars for us. Yeah. It's actually very important for people to be represented. Yeah, no, exactly. And I was listening to Now This Is Podcasting and they said on there that Star Wars has always been political. You know, it's always on some level been making like a political point. Like even if it's like with the freaking Ewoks is like an allegory for Viet Cong, you know. So like the idea that Star Wars is somehow like divorced from will real world concerns and that like it has no relevance to like the actual debates and discussions that are happening in like politics and like in terms of gender equality it's just ridiculous like those things are so fundamental to star wars and they always have been it's just that gender equality is becoming more of like a hot topic around star wars because it's becoming more of a hot topic in general and because people are standing up and recognizing how important that is now yeah, I can't help but link this kind of sentiment to the dump Star Wars hashtag that's been going on. Yeah. You know, this idea that, oh, we just want Star Wars to be about lightsabers and explosions and cool action shots when actually it's about so much more. Yeah. Like the Empire is clearly supposed to represent something and the Rebels are supposed to represent something. Yeah. There's something more important going on in these stories and it's convenient for people who don't need those messages of hope and inclusion to ignore mm. that. Yeah. No, definitely. It's... <sighs> It's difficult. So I don't want to imply that people who perceive Star Wars as just a fun escapist space for them, that they purely want to enjoy, enjoy to like escape from reality and all these like tough questions and issues. I don't want to say to them, like, no, you can't enjoy Star Wars in that way. You have to think about this, this and this. Like, and I don't think that's what anyone is saying. They're just saying that it's fine for you to enjoy and appreciate Star Wars on those terms. But you should also allow these other conversations to happen and you shouldn't place limits on when those conversations can happen or when questions about these issues should be asked. I say it's a press conference. It's not like Kathleen Kennedy was like at lunch with a friend and like a journalist like jumped her and said, Kathleen, what about gender equality? (laughs) You you know, like it's a perfectly reasonable place to ask a question. (laughs) Right. It's just absurd. Uh, right, should I go on to the next like significant quote? Yeah, because it gets a lot worse. <laughs> yeah. Right, okay. So jumping on, like we have. There's always an agenda with people. And I will say this. The entertainment industry enables this behaviour. They enable this kind of thinking. And now they reap what they sow. Let's just leave it at that. What does that even mean? <laughs> it's Well, it's... People who come to this from a position of power, Mm. um, acting like other people are entitled simply for even daring to broach the subject of equality. Yeah. We we should not have to talk about equality. This is the thing, right? Mm. They're saying, oh, can't you just leave those issues out of it? Oh, believe me, we would love to not have to talk about this anymore. Yeah. We would love to have an equal place at the table. We would love for there to be female Star Wars directors already and yeah. plenty of people of colour involved. And that's this is the thing. This isn't something that people enjoy talking about. We shouldn't have to, but we do. Yeah. And this idea of people talking about that being entitled, mm. like the idea of being entitled to equality is just so, it's repugnant to me. It is. And like you say, it's just so topsy-turvy because these people, they're acting like they're so defensive, you know, and they're like behaving as if they're like under siege from these like evil social justice warriors, like who come along and ask these like unsettling questions. 
And that's absurd because Rebel Force Radio is a massive, massive podcast. It's like the top rated Star Wars podcast on iTunes, I believe. So these it's not like these like a little guys like being like attacked like by the dominant power. It's the complete opposite. They're like attacking like a group, essentially, that has historically been very underserved in Star Wars. Like and especially in real world terms, in terms of the people working on these films behind the scenes. And they behave like the people that are actually calling for moral quality and calling for these conversations to happen. They're acting like they're the bad guys. And yeah, it it would be laughable if it didn't just make me so angry. Yeah, it does it does make me angry too, but it also makes me a little sad mm. because like listening to them talk, you can kind of sense this fear under the <laughs> the anger that like if it's made if Star Wars is for other people now, is it still for us? Yeah, like there's this um, almost sense of like impotence and desperation that there's like, oh, if it's going to cater to women and mm. people of color, does Star Wars, is is it not for me anymore? Yeah, It should be for everyone. And giving rights and a voice to other people doesn't take it away from them. Yeah, exactly. I think there's this like really bone deep insecurity, but like it's a needless like you say, the fact that Star Wars is like widening up and welcoming new people and welcoming new voices and like really prioritizing that and pace, placing attention on that, it doesn't mean Star Wars suddenly doesn't belong to the people it's historically been for. We've talked before um, about the growing pains that are going on in the Star Wars fandom, like yeah. since Dis- Disney have bought it and all of these new stories are coming out that are geared towards a younger and um, often a female audience. Yeah. Um, but I never thought I would see it from such an established podcast, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I've seen it on forums, mm. but though they're from fans who feel threatened. But when it comes to someone who should recognize that they actually have a platform of power, yeah, it's extremely disappointing. The one good thing I will say is that there has been a very concerted um, response from many other podcasters, and yeah. many of them are men, yeah. that have said, hey, this is completely unacceptable, and this is not what we stand for. Yeah. So that's been good. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and I was particularly heartened to see Anthony Bresnikan, who I believe was interviewed like on the episode of Rebel Force Radio before this one. Like, and I, in a, in a move of supreme irony, he was like talking about like how unfair it is that there's gatekeeping against like younger female fans, like in these established like male fandom spaces. And the host at that time was like completely agreeing with him and saying how great that was. Sorry, I, I don't mean great as in it's great that women are being excluded. I mean great as in it's good that he, Anthony Bruskin was bringing that up and making people more aware of it. Um, yeah, so it's ironic that you go from that to then this week. It's like the complete opposite in terms of having an intelligent conversation about like women in Star Wars and just like gender equality and having honest conversations about those issues. Um, but yeah, that's a long-winded way of getting to the fact that Anthony Bruskin, he actually posted like a long series of tweets, like clearly addressing what had happened with this podcast and saying that like the journalist was perfectly right to ask this question and that there shouldn't be like calls to close that down. Like it should be allowed and like encouraged to ask those questions. So yeah, yeah that was heartening to see. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm gonna go on and read another clip from this because mm, please do. <laughs> this gets really bad. Um, yeah. So they they played a clip of Erin talking to Kathleen Kennedy, mm-hmm. and then said, "I can tell everything I need to know about this chick 
just by the way she says this. I can see her. I know the type. I know exactly what. And again, I'm not picking on Kathleen Kennedy because I don't know where she stands on this stuff. Part of me thinks she's been around this business so long that she knows these kinds of fads. And that's exactly what this is. A fad of trying to shoehorn an agenda in a place where it has no place. Oh, that's so sickening. <laughs> yeah. Like Aside from the obvious misgendering. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like the idea that you can tell everything you need to know about someone from just asking a question. Mm. Yeah, if I recall correctly, there's like a particular part they focus in on. And I think it's Erin saying over here. And they act as if that's some kind of like outrageously rude comment to say. And like they behave as if like their tone of voice is like really inappropriate and wrong. And it's like, sure, it's a bit casual, but I didn't find there was anything rude about it. No. And yet they were obsessively zoning in on just like the intonation and like it's just so bizarre to me how why and how it's so vicious like you said i can't help but think they're channeling just these like deeper insecurities about i don't want these questions like ruining my star wars i don't want them overtaking the conversation i can't help but think it's all that fear and all that insecurity like feeding into this personal attack because right. otherwise i just don't understand where all this venom is coming from now, it's a classic move to tone police someone if you're you're not actually able to engage with what they're saying Mm. So rather than the content of their argument or statement, yeah. you're saying, well, you, you maybe can say this, but you're not saying it in the right scenario, which mm. is what they've said before, that the press conference was an inappropriate place. And you're not saying it in a way to make me feel comfortable, as yeah. if that should be the priority. Yeah. And it's like, actually, this isn't about pleasing you. Mm. I think it's something I see a lot, like in Star Wars fandom specifically, and I'm sure in other fandoms as well, is that... It's fine for women to like Star Wars and it's fine for women to engage with Star Wars as long as they do it like in the right kind of ballpark. They're not, they have to toe the line. They can't like go too far beyond like how men would engage with Star Wars. Yeah, I saw um, Tracy at Rebel Girls was talking about, oh, it's fine for us to cosplay as Leia in the mm -hmm. metal bikini. Yeah. You know, you're, you're allowing us to engage in Star Wars fandom on those terms because that's what you find positive. Yeah. But if a woman starts talking too much about representation mm. and the stories themselves and how they could probably be geared towards female fans instead, that it's it becomes like a problem. It's like, oh, no, no, that's yeah. that's not Star Wars. That's not how we enjoy it. So you have to enjoy it like we do. Yeah, that's suddenly when it becomes threatening, I think, is like the prospect of like having what are considered to be fundamental changes to what Star Wars is. And I, and I genuinely think that like having like more prominent female voices in Star Wars, like is part of that. People are almost afraid of that happening. Like the guys on the podcast, they they basically like that they profess to like be completely behind their sisters, as they call us. <laughs> um, like, and I'm sure they'd say they'd be completely open to like having a female Star Wars director. There's clearly like no sense of urgency there. There's no like vested interest in that happening. And like you say that. Like that's natural because they're, they're white dudes. Star Wars has always been for white dudes. Mm. You know? I think it's so easy for people to say, yeah, well, we'll have a female director when the right one comes along mm. and when they deserve it. Yeah. And, you know, Erin was raising the very good point that Gareth Edwards, you know, talented director, that's not the issue. But mm. the I think it's only really Godzilla that's been a big movie of his. Is that yeah. You know, so it's not unreasonable to say, hey, there are actually more 
accomplished female directors out there. So if the the context of what Kathleen was saying originally was that that you know they need to have the experience. Well, if mm. you compare it to the male directors that they are picking, yeah. Aside from J.J. Abrams, there's not an awful lot of experience between them. So it's yeah. it's actually quite valid to draw this up and say, hey is this really what's going on or is there a bigger issue at work here? Yeah, no, definitely. So, like, so I love Ryan Johnson as a director, but I think he's, like, worked on an even lower scale than Gareth Edwards because I know for a fact that Godzilla was a much bigger movie in terms of, like, budget, for example, than Looper was. And Looper is easily Ryan Johnson's biggest movie. And there are women, like, who've made very accomplished, like, independent films, like, on the same level that Ryan Johnson has and Gareth Edwards has. But, like, there's this feeling that the doors aren't opening for them in the same way they would if they were men. Right. Like, and, and again, that's why people are upset. That's why people are pointing this out as an issue. And obviously, it's not that Kathleen Kennedy can go down with, like, a magic wand and, like, suddenly, like, boost these women's careers. Like, there has to be, like, a more of, like, an organic industry-wide change to enable, like, women to climb their way up the, up the ladder. But it's just the question of can more be done? Like, and I right. don't think that's an unreasonable thing to ask because I more probably can be done. Yes. Again, these podcasters were talking about it as if Erin was personally attacking Gareth Edwards. Yes. And that's not, it's not what it's about. It's yeah. not personal. It's not saying these male directors are not qualified. It's yeah. saying that maybe there are female directors who are equally qualified and should be given a chance. And it's completely disingenuous to say that there isn't a double standard there. Yeah. To just say, oh, well, we'll have a female director when the right one comes along. Mm like maybe that's not good enough and yeah. it's not it's not entitled to to point these out like yeah. to say that sexism exists in hollywood yeah no exactly like i'm sure the first person to admit that sexism exists in hollywood would be kathleen kennedy <laughs> like she's had pl- enough experience to know that sexism exists in hollywood um yeah it's just baffling to me how wrong-headed like all is um do you want me to read the next quote yeah okay God, it's so tiring. <laughs> um, but this isn't just something that's unique to online media because this kind of gender baiting and this kind of trying to stir up trouble with this kind of controversy, with these kinds of questions, is done every day in mainstream media. And, and again, I can only assume what they're saying here is they just don't like this kind of conversation happening. Like That seems to be what they're saying. They just do not like gender equality in f- movies and in Star Wars in particular. They just do not like that being a thing. Yeah. Well, I guess I can't be too surprised about that because it's not something that would personally improve the Star Wars experience for them, necessarily. No, sadly. Like, if you look at the team page on Rebel Force Radio, I think there's, like, a dozen or so contributors. All of them are white men. Like, Mm -hmm. And, like, I'm not saying they should, like, go out and arbitrarily have women and people of colour like on their team like they're all I'm sure very very qualified like and enthusiastic people who do a great job at what they do but like that very much underlines the perspective that they have you know right at their end there aren't any female influences and there certainly aren't like people of colour influences and stuff not in terms of like the podcasting sphere concerning Star Wars that they're dealing with so natural is natural that like that perspective just doesn't even occur to them. Right. What we're saying here is that like, we're asking them to recognise their privilege and maybe realise why this isn't important to them and why they perceive it as a fad. Yeah. You know, it's not. It's actually very important to us. Yes. 
Like, <sighs> I, f- I think the thing that bothered me the most about all this is that when they responded, it wasn't to say, oh, sorry, we stepped over the line. Like, sorry, we made this too personal. Sorry, we s- said things we shouldn't have and we regret that. Like, it was to just retweet a stream of tweets from their supporters saying, oh, you're great. Um, oh, you were completely misquoted. You were taken out of context. Like, qu- tweets along those lines. Um, so there's just this complete refusal to accept like any wrongdoing or or like recognize like the hurt that they've caused people and why people are angry about this like there's I think all of those no awareness of that i think all of those retweets were from male listeners as well <laughs> they were <laughs> I, I check <laughs> yeah maybe think about that a little bit <laughs> yeah and to be honest the only people it makes look bad is them you know like yeah. because it just underlines like how appalling their behavior has been because like it's, it's hard to write off a 20 minute extended rant that's extremely personal and like extremely rude and ignorant about a particular individual like as like the product of just ignorance or not knowing better but because maybe because i'm na- naive and i like to believe the best in people like i did kind of want to believe that was the case that they were just like making these ridiculous like upsetting comments like, out of ignorance but no they actually seem quite proud of them that they then they're certainly not going to take them back so i'm sorry but if you're not going to take them back and you're not going to show any contrition or any awareness of why these issues are important and actually matter to people then no i'm not going to let it drop <laughs> like we yeah. are going to talk about this you might not want women to talk about gender in star wars but I don't care whether you want that or not. We want to talk about it and you're not going to shut us up. Right. It it does get to this point where you feel like it, there's a form of bullying going on. Yeah. Because this, again, you have to look at the context that this is the number one podcast in the Star Wars section on iTunes. Yeah. And they're basically alienating any female listeners. Yeah. Like so I did actually used to listen to Rebel Force Radio, not like every episode, like occasionally, because like it is a well-produced show and they have good guests. So if they yeah. have a guest on that I find interesting, I would listen to them. But I'm definitely not going to listen to them again. I listened to the... not for me. <laughs> yeah, I listened to the recent Anthony Bresnikan interview that you listened to. Um, yeah. You mentioned, and I, I do really like him. So that was definitely worth a listen. And I yeah. also listened to Oxygen when that comes up. Yes. But I don't know if I can anymore because yeah. it's part of it's part of this. Mm. You know, it's very clearly saying that you're not welcome. Yeah, I know exactly. I, and I think even more than that, it's... It's not just saying you're not welcome. It's saying that we don't care about what you have to say, what you have to talk about, like gender issues in Star Wars. That isn't important. We don't want to listen to that and you shouldn't even raise it. Like, right. It's literally bullying people for raising these discussions and having these conversations. Yeah, because their rant got more and more vindictive <laughs> as it went along. Yeah. And you really did feel like they were projecting onto Eren. It, it wasn't, you know, you can, you can say that it was personal in, in that it got quite needlessly attacking Erin, mm. like it was. Yeah. Should I, mean, I read out the last quote because yeah, because this is actually very the worst in my opinion. Yeah, this is the worst. It's something that a little snot nose, know nothing would do. A little snobby, posturing, little social justice warrior, and I know that's become a buzz phrase. Would do. Like, I'm sorry, but that is so so not on. Like, and yeah. I, I'm just amazed and baffled that these people, that they're like considered professionals and like the top of their field. 
Like, that's just staggering to me. And it's actually really quite upsetting that these people are like the preeminent Star Wars podcasters. Right, because they've been quite closely involved with Lucasfilm at times, haven't they? Like, I think they they've have. posted at Celebration before. Yeah. Um, and they have guests like Dave Filoni on sometimes. Yeah. And it's it's just so discouraging to hear this, honestly, from such, such an influential platform. Yeah. Like, uh, to say things like that, you're mm. just name-calling at this point. Yeah. It just makes me so angry, and I, and I'm sure people can hear that, like from all our size, and like just my tone of voice, because it just actually makes me more upset the more I talk about it. Yeah, um, I'm and- trying to remain positive because, as I said before, the overall reaction in the fandom has been to say this is completely unacceptable. Yes, um, calls to boycott the uh, the podcast, and there's been a new hashtag um, inclusive Star Wars podcasts where people mm. are recommending podcasts that aren't just run by women and people of colour yeah. but are, you know, plenty of them are also run by white men but they are inclusive. Yeah, They sure. are not threatened by this gender baiting as they call it <laughs> that's going on in Star Wars <laughs> because so they recognise that it's important for other people to feel represented and included. Yeah. No, exactly. I and like you say, that's the silver lining to all this, because as disgusting as this is, and as disheartening as this is, like at least it is allowing the like better sides of fandom, the sides that do care about these questions and want people to ask these questions, is allowing them to really express that and to like promote themselves and get themselves heard, like off the back of this. Like, and I think that's good because there are like lots of like scrappy little podcasts like our own with like no advertising and like no money behind them whatsoever like that are offering like different kinds of opinions and different kinds of perspectives and like you say then there are even more like established podcasts that do like have a more professional air and they've been going for much longer like like I'd consider now this is podcasting one of them like that are like much more like open to these kinds of like issues and like aren't threatened by them at all I say, so I think that's the most important thing. Like, like you say, there's just this palpable sense of fear underlining this whole rant from Rebel Force Radio. And I just want to say, don't be afraid. What's scary about more women in stalls and more like conversations about having women in stalls? Why is this so intimidating to you? Right. Diversity should enrich the experience for everyone. Yeah. I hate this idea that white men would somehow find it less fulfilling to have a Star Wars that looks like lots of other people as well. Yeah. That should be a good thing. You should want to experience stories about all types of people doing mm. all sorts of different things. Yeah. Like how bland is it just to... It's... Yeah. <laughs> I was actually quite um, nervous about doing this podcast. Mm. And then we, we talked about it and we obviously both had similar reactions to what happened yeah. but like you say we are not really an established podcast we're we're pretty new mm. and it's just two of us talking on youtube and like <laughs> we don't have backing from any sponsors or anything so it's like if we put this out there and it might attract some negative attention because they've got this huge listener base yeah but you know what? i don't i don't care anymore i yeah. do not want to be intimidated by these people in a fandom that i consider mine just as much theirs yeah we should all be involved and we should all feel that we have a voice. Yeah, no, exactly. And like, that's why I'm proud that we're actually say- like, I don't mean to sound too arrogant, but I-, I guess the better word is I'm glad that we're doing this and we're having these conversations. 
And I think, like you say, the mere fact that we are so scrappy and new and unofficial, like that means we're in a good position to make these kinds of comments because we have nothing to lose. <laughs> and I'm not going to resort to name calling. That's the thing. Mm. Like they they really do get quite nasty. But I, it's not about that for me. It's yeah. not about throwing it back. It's like saying, hey, maybe you should think about this a bit more and how it comes across. Yeah, it's really it's really unpleasant. Yeah, no, exactly. Because what they did is they basically went on a 20 minute rant that assumed the form of a personal attack, even though, as we've discussed, we think it's probably more like about general like anxieties about these kinds of like issues and these kinds of questions being raised. Like, but as you say, I think it's very important that we don't respond to a personal attack by making a personal attack. I, I'm not like, I don't think we've been rude and I certainly don't think we've been like personal about the hosts of the podcast in any way. Like, and like, I, I'd like to think like somewhere in like deep down inside, I'd like to think that that could be like a lesson because there is no reason to make these kinds of discussions personal. Like why attach all this to a particular person and a particular name? I think that just makes it even worse for me. Like doing wrong is insidious that they're expressing this kind of extreme distaste for conversations about gender politics and stuff in general. That alone is very concerning. I, I it just makes me squirm that is made so personal. Yeah. I think Erin responded on Twitter mm. and um basically said that they're not gonna stop asking these kind of questions because yeah. it's their job. Yeah. And I just think that that says it all, you know? Mm. No one should have to apologise for doing their job. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, like, did you say that you wanted to, like, name check, like, a few good podcasts that you knew, Kirsty, like, to end on a more positive note? Because, like I say, we don't want to, like, be negative. Like, that's the whole p- reason why we're doing this now, so that it doesn't bring down our Rogue One review. Um, so, yeah, did you just want to give shout-outs for, like, the kind of podcasts people should be trying out and listening to if they're seeking, like, alternatives that, like, are more open to different perspectives? Yeah, I mean, I don't have a list in front of me, so mm. I, I can't rattle off a load. But yeah. um, a good place to start is the hashtag on Twitter, Inclusive Star Wars Podcasts. Yes. People have been sharing ones there that they really feel represent um, a lot of different viewpoints. Yeah, sure. Um, we've mentioned a lot of the ones on the Making Star Wars Network. So it's not just um, now this is podcasting a Rebel Girl, but there's casts like Force Cult. Mm. Um, yeah, that's good. Yeah, and I was listening to one the other day that I really enjoyed, Never Tell Me The Pods. Mm-hmm. They had a really cool two-parter recently about um, Padme. So yes. it's awesome just to have those kind of character dissections about female characters who are maybe often overlooked, especially from the prequels, because sometimes people have an unnecessary hate for those. Yeah, I think there's also um, the Hyperspace podcast. I might be misremembering it wrong. Um, and there's also Lattes with Leia. Oh yeah, like, I think so. So there are good ones to check out. Like so there are loads and loads out there. It's just they unfortunately lack the privilege of like having a huge fan base and money behind them, <laughs> which is what Rebel Force Radio has. <laughs> um, so yeah, like there are lots of good podcasts out there to listen to. So like if you're as upset by this whole instant as we are, there's no reason why you need to keep on listening to Rebel Force Radio because there's plenty of alternatives yeah and I, I hope that this isn't the end of this conversation mm. um, I hope that people don't just perceive this as an isolated incident and then pretend it didn't happen because this as we've said isn't just about this one scenario of a journalist asking Kathleen Kennedy an uncomfortable question yes. it's about something larger that's going on in fandom Yeah, sure. um, so I, I hope it sparks a dialogue for people and 
yeah it really starts to improve things yeah no definitely and most important thing is no one should shut up <laughs> right <laughs> yeah that's the yeah. message we want to send yeah we don't we don't plan on doing that so. <laughs> <laughs> no definitely we wouldn't be very good at staying shut up <laughs> um right so are we done there then yeah i think we've said everything we need to Okay, cool. Well, thank you for listening, everyone. And if you want to email us any questions about this or anything else stars related, you can email us at scavengershoard at gmail.com. Right. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>